Well, good morning, everybody. I am Mark Boyle. Welcome to my podcast. Um, so, it's been a while. I was sick, like I said in my last podcast. And uh, I just wanted to give you a quick uh, little update on what's going on with my fight with the city. I've had quite a few productive meetings with our mayor and some of the town council. Then uh, with the city manager. And it seems like everyone, you know, the ice is being broken because they really have a hard time understanding that, you know, this is America. Um, so we had a, a pretty good meeting the other day and and they still don't want to give up their fight for some reason with me and building without a permit. And I don't understand it because... You know, it's 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 kind of like a parking ticket. It's not that big of a deal. In the scheme of what the city or any city has to go through, you know, they're they're trying to build a, a new uh, softball or baseball uh, field, or two or th- two of them maybe, and and move some playground equipment and put in a splash slide or whatever they call it for the kids and a. And a fix up some of the stuff with the skate park and they got all the funds but then uh, the state stepped in and said well wait a minute you're building that one thing over there by a it's not really a dump it's just where the city puts a lot of the gravel that got torn up when they redid the freeway and, and they worked to deal with the, the, the company that you know tore up all the blacktop and they, sh- they ground it all up and you get just you know huge mountains of ground up asphalt and some pea gravel and some filled dirt and so it's kind of a storage yard you know and the city's like well we need to you know build our park right there so this is what we're going to do and all of a sudden the state I guess is like well wait a minute you got to do some impact studies on that it's like because you're going to make a ballpark with grass and a field and lights where there's basically a storage yard full of garbage and dirt and rocks and weeds. That makes sense, see? So they have that to deal with and some other issues, some actual legal issues the city's dealing with. Um, They're working on the rezoning for the county for voting districts and gerrymandering or gerrymandering. So they're busy. And yet, this one little guy named Mark added onto his house without a permit. Well, fuck, we can't allow that to happen. So it's kind of like the, the the grasshoppers, you know, in uh, in that one movie where they're like, you can't let one ant stand up against us. They outnumber us. It's it's not about food. It's a way of life, you know, to them. And so here's me, one ant standing up against them and and they're freaking out <laughs> it just it really freaks them out and i and i don't think it's logic that plays into it because logic would dictate that they got bigger fish to fry than me i i think it is control and in my case that i've presented to the city not in court yet but it's like you know you don't really have a right to do that in fact when you really study 
planning and zoning in this in a state constitution it's talking about you know well zoning has nothing to do with you know me building my house excuse me um or anything it has to do with the way they lay the city out or any city out for what what land will be used for what you know purposes land use laws is what they're called and so they'll say, well, this part of the town is zoned for industrial, light industrial, manufacturing. If you got, you know, a city that's in an area where they do manufacturing, like big scale manufacturing, um, this these sections are whatever are you know are one or you know they got all these acronyms, so it you know looks sounds really official. You know, this, these acreages here will be residential housing. These will be high-end housing. This will be, you know, retail. And they lay the whole town out. And that's part of their, their plan. You know, it's, it's a zoning plan. Well, that really doesn't have dick to do with, you know, me adding on to my house because it's already zoned for residential And then when you get into planning on a state level, when you read the laws and what it's talking about, it's talking about how are you going to plan and lay out these zoned areas for industrial. So if somebody comes in and goes, I want to build a, a blah, blah, blah plant, then you oversee that. You make sure that the the plant's not going to be dumping water, you know, wastewater into the ground table. You know, water tables underground. Like, they're not going to dig a big dry well and dump toxic shit into it that'll contaminate the, the water tables in, in a big part of the state. So that's what planning does. It's, it's like, oh, no, you can't do that. You know, our groundwater's this deep, but what you're putting in there, you know, does it go away like glyphosate you know some chemicals mercury lead all that stuff you got to do this see that's that's where public health and safety come in and and so i don't see how my house me adding on has anything to do with planning because everything i read in in the state constitution about planning is using these vague generalities of like development building commercial you know i'm not that and they don't use the word residence singular they they use the word residential meaning more than one and that's a development issue and and so when you're building that falls under commercial it falls under international building code and international residential code and and the case against me is a violation of International Residential Code and one of them for International Building Code because I failed to stop work when I was given a stop work order. Well, that wouldn't apply to me because that International Building Code applies to residential housing. There's S's on everything. It's plural. If, if I'm a developer and I'm building a fourplex or houses that are custom-built homes, site-built homes that are going to be sold to some dumbass that doesn't know which end of a hammer to pick up, then it makes sense that there's inspections and there's there's planning that goes in. Make sure somebody's not going to buy that house and it, it fucking falls down. 
But it never uses the words private residence or private property because, see, me building on my property has nothing to do with public health and safety. If the fucking thing falls down on me, oh, oh well. So I've been trying to get them to understand it's like your, your charges against me, the case against me. I think they use the word Clause 1 and Clause 2. Against me, relate to International Building Code and International Residential Code. And when I read them, I went online and read pretty much most of International Building Code and International Residential Code. And, I, and I've done that for since I started building because there's a lot of really good information in there on how to build open box beams, how to build this structurally lightweight things you can do to get better insulation out of your house by doing it the new way. And see, so that's, that's I, I don't mind international building code. It makes sense to me as a builder or a person that builds, you know, at least my shit. I get it. I, I like technology and, and and technical thinking and drawings that show me how to build a, a box beam that's 10 times stronger than a glue lamb beam. And I can use it for a header that really makes it light on my foundation as far as weight, lightweight. And that box beam can be insulated so much better than a lamb beam where two 2x10s two stuck together with plywood in the middle to make it, you know, like a header. If you've ever built a header or added on, you know what that what I'm talking about. So I'm not opposed to IBC and IRC, you know. So I'm trying to explain to the, the to the mayor and the city manager in a meeting the other day, it's like, you know, what you're saying is, you know, we've talked for two years about all this abstract stuff, but I go, your 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 two points against me fall apart in court. Because we're really not talking about freedom and liberty and apple pie. We're talking about verbiage, the words used in international building code that say I have to do certain things, refer to something that I am not. Therefore, in a a court of law, the word shall means something totally different than will or should. When when, When a law says thou shall, you know, the city shall do this. There's, there's no question about it. it has to be done that way. So I said, you know, you've, you guys just got it wrong. And, and I was like, you know, this is what happens in America. You know, people accept the bullshit from their lawyers. Like my city talked to the mayor or to the lawyer after my meeting and the mayor and the lawyer's like, well, he'll lose. He, you know, he can't do what he's doing. And it's like, no, if, if you think I'm building without a permit based on some law that's in writing, then we would have a case. But I go, what you're, what you're charging me with is abstract at best, and you can't prove it in a court of law because private property is private property. And I go, what's going to happen is, you know, I would appeal it a couple times, and then it's going to end up in the Superior Court, and the Goldwater Institute would probably litigate it for me, and they're going to win because I'm not in violation of health and safety. I'm, I'm just not. Because I'm a owner-builder, and I own the house I live in. If it falls down, I am not the public. 
I am private. So, the, but you know, they're they're still arguing this, and I and I and, and in closing with the mayor and the and the city manager, I was like, you know, I go, we all know that Agenda Twenty One is is in in effect. We all know that these people that hate America, whether it be the Fabian Society or the Illuminati or just the deep state, I go, this is a big plan to take away private property. And I go, they use these semantics and these little stupid words. And then they pass it down through the lawyers to the cities. And then you, mayor and city manager, get scared and 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 then go to the the city lawyer and go what should we do and he's like well you should comply it's the fucking state and granted cities have no legal recourse against the state they're a subdivision they, you know it, it's it's pretty much like a child living in the home of the parent you know they have opinions and all that but when the parent puts down the law that's the law and, and this, the child can't, you know, complain too much. Well, nowadays they could fucking sue you. But so a city is a subdivision of a state. And therefore, like states can argue against and tell the federal government to go F off. Cities cannot tell the state to go F off. It just doesn't work that way. So they do are and are governed by the state constitution. And that's what I pointed out. I go, if you read the state constitution, I am not in violation of Jack Shett. You know, and the International Building Code is not accepted within the state constitution. You know, so if we really wanted to strip this argument down and it went into court all the way up to Superior Court or maybe even the Arizona Supreme Court, I go, you're going to lose. But I go, why would you want to do that? I'm fighting for your freedom when you're no longer the city manager. You're no longer the mayor. And a new flock of woke tards, you know, start running the city. What are you, you, know, you going to do about it when they tell you that your kids can't live under your roof even though they're, they're you know, lost their job because the economy sucks so bad and you have a big house? And they're like, well, no, the rules have changed. You can only have this is a single occupant, single family occupancy. And you're like, well, yeah, but they're, they're family, so that's single family. It's like, no, the, we don't look at it that way. You know, your daughter and her husband and kids are a separate family. You cannot legally live in your house. Well, that seems kind of abstract right now, but no, it really isn't. You know, they could do that right now. So what happens when you're not the mayor? And you don't have any clout. What happens when you're not the city manager and you can't tell the lawyers, drop this? You know, these are my kids. These are my grandkids. You're going to go, huh? Why? Why would we do that? It's like for freedom and for liberty, for fuck's sake. This is America. And they're like, I'm a woke dart. I don't know what you're talking about. I hate the Constitution. So it's like, now is when we fight. This incrementalism can stop. We can stop it at this level. And they're like, oh, what? And a a friend of mine who's a real radical, he's like, Mark, they don't listen. He goes, they were just sitting there looking at you, waiting for you to stop talking. He goes, they might seem friendly and they might be your, your, 
your members of your community that you know you you work with on other levels you know you might meet them at a city barbecue and, and hang out with them and you know sit at the table and have a beer with them but he goes it's going right in one ear and fucking out the other because they're not listening they're glazing over because they don't understand the concept of what you're talking about they think that the, I'm the city manager I've been the city manager for three years I'll be the city manager until the world ends they, that's how people think they, they have that normalcy bias that nothing will ever change you know the mayor was on the city council for years and years and years and then he became mayor. Well, he, you know, he always had some pseudo clout. You know. But the reality is, what happens when that changes? What happens when things demographically and sociographically change so much that your community is now run by woke tarts that moved here from California because they hate California, but now they moved here and they want to recreate California without the oceans again. And so the, the whole... Sh- there's a shift in in politics and I go right now we could we could actually change it and make the rules sensible and and codify them into law to where the woke tards can you know they can either out and out tell the people of the city we're going to change this so we run you like serfs that you are and then maybe the people go no shut the fuck up or we or we can just let it slide more toward Agenda 21. Well, that's, that's what they're going to do. So after my meeting with them, which ran about an hour and a half, two hours, you know, it was very congenial. And I told them my position and, you know, and they're, they're like, well, well, we'll see. We'll think about it. Well, then they go and have a meeting with the, the city lawyer who's a, a fucking bozo, you know, and he's like, no, he won't win. Well, he hasn't seen the, the, the two clauses against me. See, he's just going, hey, you know, from what you're telling me, which is all this stuff we've talked about for two years, which is, you know, private property rights and, you know, constitution this and constitution that. But he hasn't really looked at, at what the International Building Code, the words, say and realized, he goes, you know, he might have a case. You know, any good judge might just drop it because... You know, what he's saying doesn't even affect the state or us because they, they, you know, they wrote the ticket wrong. You know, it's just like you you wrote a ticket for me, you know, doing, you know, driving a boat on a road because the, the, the police officer didn't understand the code that he wrote down and was misunderstanding what he, what he you know, he's dyslexic. And all of a sudden it's just, it's, it's thrown out of, case, out of court. Judge will look at that and go, well, this can't happen. You know, dismissed. But no, rather than do that because he's, you know, he's a bozo. He's like, he won't win. He goes, in fact, you know, he could end up doing jail time. And, and, and if he doesn't correct the problem our way, he will stand in contempt of court until hell freezes over. Every weekend he'll be in jail for contempt of court. So he'll need to tear that down or let us inspect it or get a permit. You know, well, if you won. And he goes, you know, I, I, I've seen cases in Tucson, which is part of fucked up Arizona. You know, I've seen cases in Tucson where the judge ordered 
the house be torn down. Okay, that tells me that the Superior Court is not in Tucson. So therefore, the people didn't appeal it. They just complied. They rolled over and went, "Uh, okay, you know, walked away. But the reality is, you know, that never happened. And, and, you know, when you really study, you know, these cases that actually end up going all the way to the state Supreme Court or even the Supreme Court, they don't get torn down. One house in Arizona got torn down because it was built on top of a septic tank. And they didn't know it, but still, you know, they didn't get a permit. And they went to court, and 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 the court's just like you can't you can't build a house on top of a septic tank. One, it might cave in on you, you know. Two, there's off gassing, and, and you know it could blow up. And not that it's the city's fucking business, but everybody in their right mind went, "Wow, yeah, you should tear it down." I don't even think it was like an order. It's like we're just going to come in and tear it down. I think the owner probably went, "Well, fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got to move my house," you know, and tore it down basically and moved it. You know, it wasn't like, you know, Gestapoism 101. So, you know, that, that's what happened. You know, they, they, they talked to the lawyer, and then the lawyer's like, well, you can't do this. You know, he's the big grasshopper in that movie with the ants, you know. It's just like, you let one of them peons stand up, and they'll, they'll all stand up. We can't have that. You know, because he's a fucking bozo. He's a lawyer. And when you look at the pay scale, the, the fee schedule, he charges. Like he gets, you know, maybe $100 an hour, you know, to go to a city council meeting and sit there and shake his head and go, uh-huh, no, well, maybe. But the minute he says, I've got to look into that, then he does some due diligence, then that's like maybe $250 an hour. And then if the city prosecutor that I've been dealing with for fucking two years you know, hits him with a question and says, hey, you know, I'm talking to this guy here and it's about this. He goes, well, let me look into it and then uh, talk to some of my colleagues. Well, that might jump up to three, $400 an hour. And then if he goes to court, well, that's a whole different fucking league then. So he's got really almost a conflict of interest the way they pay him to continue to not represent the people, but the bureaucrats that pay him his check. And so he would love it to go to court. Take 10, 15, 20 years. Fuck, if it went to court and I fought it all the way to the Supreme Court and he ended up still being the lawyer at, during that time and, and it went on for 20 fucking years, well, he could retire on that one case. Yeah, And it's a fucking parking ticket. I mean, really. So my uh, brother, who's on the city council, he was in that meeting with the lawyer and he asked the lawyer, because he's my brother, so he's had to sign, non, you know, uh, um, recuse himself from a lot of decisions that are made regarding my case. You know, but the lawyer said, well, no, no, you can pass this information on to your brother because we want to get this resolved. It's just like, really? Wow. You don't want to milk the city for a fucking $100,000 an hour? So anyway, my brother come over yesterday morning and he's like, well, here's what they said. And, you know, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these stupid-ass people? My brother's like, dude, I'm just passing on the information. It's like, I, I'm a rebel like you. I agree with you. But the reality is you could lose this and you could pay these fines. And I go, yeah, and I could appeal it for 20 years. And he's like, yeah, you could. But do you want to? 
I'm like, no. You know, it just kind of hit me at that time, at that moment after talking to him. I, I poured my heart out to the mayor and the city manager saying, this is America. You are in a position right now to just take a stand against a little tiny itty bitty piece of tyranny that happens in every city across America every day. You have the ability right now to right that wrong for your people, your constituents. Fuck your family, the community you grew up in. And they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And you know what, maybe they, they fucking agreed with me. But then they talked to the mayor or to the lawyer and the lawyer, because see, the city council, my city council and your city council and everybody's fucking city council are elected by people that work and live in the community. My brother is not a legal scholar. He does floor covering like I do. And now he's retired and does handyman stuff for France and stuff. Not a legal scholar. Neither's the city manager, neither's the mayor. The mayor's an engineer, you know, that runs big CNC equipment, which is kind of fucking cool. You know, so he's really good at that. And he can understand logic, and when you talk to him, he understands reason. But then they get to the the lawyer, and the lawyer's like, well, you can't do that. What are you talking about? The city could be liable. And so they buckle. Instead of what I asked them to do, because, see, they pay the, the, the lawyer. They could sit there and go, well, you know, Mark made a really good point. This really falls down along the lines of semantics. You know, it could go one way or another. I mean, it's not an 80% chance that we'll win. And there's always that 20% chance that we might you know, lose or not prevail. It's it's so close. It's it's fifty fifty, you know. It teeters. So they can just sit there and go, well, on this one, lawyer, that we hired and pay. We want your position to be on our side of the fence on this one. We want you over here, not over there. And any good lawyer, just like if you hired a defense lawyer for some charges up against you, you know. You tell the lawyer, this is my position. You represent me to the best of your ability. And if I say I didn't do it, and I want you to fight it this way, and I do want you to call me up as a witness, the lawyer has to do it. That's his job. And he's not liable when he does what he's told to do. He can advise until he's blue in the fucking face and go, no, you shouldn't testify. You don't have to testify. No, I want to. Yeah, but I, I, I have to advise you. You should not go down this path. Yes, I know. Thank you. I'm going to testify. He's like, okay. I will, I will defend you that way then. That will make me redo all my notes and my thoughts and my minutes for the case because now I need to do this. And I will charge you a lot of money to represent you that way. That's his job. So the city manager and the mayor and the town council go, go, we understand your position on this. And this is what we hired you to do, you know, to, to represent us. I think this is so close. And I think what he's saying is actually so right. 
that we need you to represent us this way if it goes to court. You know, and he'd sit there and go, you got it. You know, freedom and liberty. Hoorah. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Let's roll. But no, they didn't. See, they they took all the, the ramblings of me, the madman, saying this is for your family and your posterity. You, all three of them, you know, even the, well, the city manager, the city attorney that I've been dealing with, the city prosecutor, my mayor, my city council, most of them all have lived in the town for, you know, 20, 30 years. And some of them were born there and went to school there. And their father was a rancher there. So it's like all of that. It's like this is why we stand and do not comply. And instead of taking that message to the lawyer, they collapsed. They folded like a cheap bucking suit because they're afraid to tell their lawyer, no, on this issue, you're standing on this side of the fucking fence. You got it? You know, even if he's a dick, because I, I refuse to do that. It's like, stand here or fucking resign. We'll get a lawyer that will stand with what we think is right because we are elected and you are not. So it, it's disheartening. And, and like I, I, you know, I, I told the city manager, I called yesterday and said, you know what, let's, let's see if we can meet in the middle. What do you need from me to get past this? And she goes, well, I thought you were standing on principle. Because she understands. I go, no, I don't care anymore. I go, I've lost faith in this community. I don't care anymore. If it's overrun, I don't care. I'll move. You know, if you folks don't want to stand for what's right, then I'm, I'm done. I, I'm done. You know, I, I, you know it, it's, it's like anything. You know, you will fight on principle and you will stand your ground. And, and you will tell your family about whether it's, you know, what you found in religion or nutrition or just information. And, and, and you will, you will tell, tell them and preach to them to a point. But then you just have to go, huh? look, I don't want to lose you as a brother or an aunt. You know, you're on your own. You, you, you just... There's something changes inside of you. It, it flips like a switch, and you're just like, fuck it. And that's where I got. I mean, it just hit me that after talking to my brother and doing some research and talking to a few friends of mine that are very legal-minded, I was just like, you know what? I so don't give a fuck about this town anymore. I want to get past this issue and, and forget about politics and and all you fuckers that run around going shish boo bob, yeah, we love pioneer days because that's when our pioneer families came to here and founded this and built this community with their own two hands. And it's like, oh, fuck off. You don't give a shit. If you did, you would have fought. I gave you a perfect opportunity. I handed you enough rope to save the community for years. And you made a noose and hung yourself with it. So go fuck yourself. I don't care anymore. So I talked to the, you know, the manager and they're going to put some stuff together and, you know, I, I'm sure they're going to give me a permit that's as built and, and we'll sidestep all the inspections and all that stuff. Cause I've told him, I go, you're not coming into my house to inspect no matter what you're fucking playing game. You know, you get a, a court order, which will not be granted by any judge with a fucking brain, you know, but whatever. 
So I think they'll just waive all that stuff. And, you know, I said, well, I don't know what, you know, the fee schedule is based on what I paid for all this shit. And I go, I don't, I don't have to figure that out for you legally. I, you know, if you want to, I don't ring myself up at Circle K for a Coke and a fucking donut or whatever. You know, you tell me how much it is. And they were like, well, we can't because it's a fee schedule and we don't know what you paid. And I go, well, if you have a need to know, then summons, uh, you know, get a court order to, to get the, all my receipts from Lowe's, Home Depot, Ace, uh, Benson Lumber, whatever, you know, where I buy shit online and, and figure it out yourself. Well, we think you spent, you know, this much on your house. It's like, you know, the IRS can do that because they have your bank records and all the shit. But uh, cities can't. So she goes, it's not about the money. We, we don't even factor permit fees and, and this stuff into our budget because it's so sporadic. We, we, can't, we can't budget it. She goes, so we just want to get past this. So my fighting did probably save me two $3,000. And if they come up with an astronomical number and they say, well, even based on all this information you gave us, we still need to inspect, then we're back to the drawing board. I'll just go, no. I'll walk away from the deal and go, that's, sorry, that's a deal breaker, no. And then they'll have to counter, you know. Uh, you know, I've made them an offer. They're coming back with their counter offer, and then we'll buck and see. So I'm about at work. I've got to uh, get me breakfast. That's an update on what's going on. Um, check out my uh, Facebook group, Defund Bureaucracy. Um, I would have put up a bigger fight, I think, if I had more people in my community stand with me. But as usual, Americans will sit there and go, will you stand, will you stand, will you stand, right up until it's time to do patriotic shit. And then they're like, well, I'm kind of busy. You know, it's like them fucking friends you have, you know, that like, hey, when you're going to move, let me know and I'll help you. I got a truck. And all your friends are like, yeah, I'm there for you, man. And then the day you're moving, they're like, oh, it's today. It's like, yeah, I told you that like a fucking month ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm going camping. I got to spend some time with my kids, some quality time. My wife is missing me. You know, so what ends up happening? Nobody fucking shows up to help you move. So when they're all blowing smoke up your ass about they're going to help you, just rent a truck and move yourself. Hire a couple people that, you know, at Circle K or Lowe's and go, yeah, I'll pay you 50 bucks to throw some shit in my truck and then we'll drive down to my new place and you'll throw that shit out and done and done, you know. So that's what happened. So go to Defund Bureaucracy if you have a story you'd like to share about how, you know, the fight you got into with City Hall or something and, and you know, where it went and, and how you noticed it fall off a cliff or go your way. And, and let me know, because it's, it's about stories. It's about people sharing. You know, I would like, you know, some lawyers to get involved and go, here's how you fight it. Here's the words you use. Here's what you do. But they're all, they're all afraid, you know. Everyone's afraid of the federal government nowadays and the state government. So we might as well all just bow down and, and, and hope that the chains they bind us with are light and comfortable because we're no longer Americans. That's how I feel about it. You know, I, I like I said, I, I totally, there was a shift, like a paradigm shift in my, my mind and my feelings about this. And at that moment, I just realized, it's like, no one cares. I could run 
for city council or this and that, but I, I'm just not going to. I'm one voice, silent voice crying in the wilderness. No one gives a flying rat buck. So it happened, and I felt it, and it's just like nobody cares. I don't either. Because, see, I'm prepared. I'm ready. When the shit hits the fan, I got umbrellas. I got shit-proof umbrellas. So, you know, part of being prepper, that's why I tell you guys, prepare. Because when it happens, you you need to be prepared. And it will always be politicians and government that cause shit hitting the fan. Because they're notorious for it. So there you have it. I love you guys all. Uh, let me know. Send me some fucking comments. Uh, you know, go to uh, Defund Bureaucracy on Facebook. It's a group, I think, or a page, whatever. Type in Defund Bureaucracy, and there it is. Um, you know, get involved. It, it, you know, I think of enough of a stew, then, then I might feel like more or less inclined to go, fuck it, let the world collapse around me. If, if there's a few people going, here's how I did it. Here's some victories. This is what I did. But uh, whatever. So anyway, uh, this will be on YouTube because I posted there unless fucking YouTube please shut it down. Leave a comment there. Um, it'll be on uh, contraradionetwork.podbeam.com or prepperguy.podbeam.com. It's the audio version. Um, and then... And then, uh, you know, YouTube. Ah, anyway, love you all. Enjoy. Um, take care of yourselves. Stay out of trouble. Enjoy the apocalypse. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space. And we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.